0: Welcome back. This is Oversharing. I'm Tawny. I'm Maria. And this is our third episode. Wow. We're cruising along. We are. We got ourselves a podcast. We do.
1: (laughs) It's getting easier.
0: Yeah, we'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We actually have a little bit of a plan for today, so we're going to jump right into it. And we were recently watching a show on Discovery Plus together called Like Mother, Like Daughter. And it's kind of what pushed us um, or inspired us, I guess, into wanting to have a podcast. Together. Together, yeah. Yes. Um, So the premise of the show is, I believe it was five sets of mothers and daughters. And they go away to a retreat. And there is a mother-daughter psychology team there. And basically the whole idea of the retreat is to mend the communication between the mothers and daughters and help them work through their trauma and just um, assist them in having a better relationship all around. And we found this concept fascinating because we've been mother and daughter for 33 years and it's been a really interesting ride yeah, ride's a good word yeah it's been an interesting ride <laughs> yeah I mean we've had you know so many ups and downs whether it be outside forces or stuff between us you know things that we've caused yeah but we've had to work so hard to get to a place where we can communicate effectively and tell each other what the problem is without the other one feeling really offended
1: well, we're both cancers. So. <laughs> That's true, too. So um, It's such we, a Tony's mama thing
0: of you to like mention your Zodiac sign yeah, when you're about yeah, to talk about yeah, your personality. But, you know, but go ahead.
1: Um, back to what you were talking about. Sometimes I don't know who raised who that <laughs> I, I do believe, and I think I've made the comment a few times that I feel like you, you know, you and your brother kind of raised me. You taught me a lot. Yeah. A lot I mean, about parenting because really, I didn't know much.
0: You were really young. Yeah. Yeah, and we're 20. 20 years old and we only we only know what we know, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I feel so differently about it now that I'm an adult, which is the whole thing. That's the whole concept that we find so fascinating and what drew us into the show and what pulled us to podcasting together is you know, that impossible transition between being a parent to a child for so many years and then that child is an adult now and now you have to kind of rework your relationship in so many ways and you also have to acknowledge you know so many things that you might not have
1: done the best you know yeah i do and you brought this all to the table though it you know helping me actually being open and honest and truly authentic and just saying, Hey, I don't like the way you talk to me or, you know know what I mean? Like, so there was so much that I learned Yeah. that I don't think we would have been here if you hadn't brought all of these things to the table. You know, you, you, you realized and said, stop, this cycle's ending here. Yeah. But like what, like, what have you learned? I have learned to communicate. Okay. I have learned not to um, approach everything with a negative attitude, okay. Um, I have learned how to listen to hear, mm. not listen to respond that's and that, tough for everyone that was that was tough um, but you know my job helps me learn that too. yeah, that's true so you know that that's helpful um,
0: I think that's not to cut you off but i think that's interesting too is that we all have so many different sides of ourselves that we present in different parts of our lives mm-hmm. do you know what i mm-hmm. mean and then it's usually the people closest to us that get the rawest deal yeah. right because mm-hmm. that's where we're most vulnerable and most comfortable and safe to be our worst self mm-hmm. but then you step out of that and you're like holy shit like look how kind i am mm-hmm. to my boss to my employee to the guy on the fucking elevator. And look how nasty I am right. to my child, my husband, my mom, like whatever the case may be. Right. And I it's all so
1: interesting. And I could tell you. <clears throat> to me. When we were living, you know, whether we were living on our own or, you know, uh, no, definitely after after the family got separated. So when the, you and I were just living, just the two of us? Or, or your brother too. Okay. You know, I was definitely trying to work and no excuses here. I was, I did you know, all my good things. It's and all, all my things. it's
0: all conversation. Yeah. Yeah,
1: But, um, oh, I just lost my thought. Oh, I was definitely trying to work towards just having security. So I think once I had a place where there was no man in there, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Then, then it, I became territorial, you know, and that was like, I need things cleaned a certain way, you know, and, yeah. but how can I expect you to do something my way? And yeah. that's what you say. I'm never going to do it your way. If yeah. you want it done your way, do it yourself. I'll do it my way. And you're right. So I had to I had to step back a lot. You know, that that was tough. I think just touching on that situation right there, when it
0: comes to, you know, cleaning or being responsible or moving into a lot of those steps, you know, in adulthood, I don't know about other families, but I can say for our family, it's very common for our moms to be overly involved in what we have going on. Do you know what I mean? Probably to our detriment in a lot of, in both both ways. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's a family trait. It like it, it really is and it's passed down and you know we're working on it. We've worked on it a lot. But um so you guys do everything. Do you know what I mean? Like yes. you, my aunts, um my my cousins, that are mothers in some sense in some some of them they, they do everything for their child because they were taught that that's, that's the job, right? It's complete and total sacrifice, which mm-hmm. is a whole other concept I'd love to dive into. Mm-hmm. So it's complete mm-hmm. and total sacrifice. So you do everything for us. And then one day you decide that you're ready for us to start being an adult, but you haven't guided us or taught us how to do any of those things. And right. it might sound so silly, but like, making your own doctor's appointments and scheduling things properly and, you know, knowing when to clean and what to clean and how to cook, like, different things like that. Correct. Um, I mean, thankfully, I became a nanny, so I domesticated myself in a different way. Do you know what I mean? Like, I took what I learned from you, and then I also learned all my own ways to do things. But prior to that, it was kind of a free-for-all for for me, you know? and but also trying to live up to your expectations mm. but you had never really explained to me what they were right you know does that I mean, make sense it
1: makes a lot of sense yeah
0: so i i'm curious like how many other people have experienced that like i don't want to say overmothering like it's a negative thing because i don't feel it's entirely negative right. but but have been overmothered and then felt like they were fucking flailing <laughs> do you
1: know what i mean right right Right, there's one thing to be taught. I mean, yeah, but I yeah, for me, I just there was a lot of things I didn't want you to have to do. That I get that there was I didn't want you to have to scrub a bathroom. Yeah. when you were a child, yeah. I just don't I don't think that that's a child's job. Okay, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, so and maybe I just needed to keep myself busy too. Yeah, <laughs> and
0: you're you're a nurturer. <laughs> I, yeah, at just just and like you you you're the host you're always the hostess you know what I mean like I love to give yeah you love to be the one baking and cooking and Mm -hmm. like everyone's at your house even when I was a teenager everyone was at our house like everyone was eating our leftovers right do you know what I mean like and you were a single mom it's not like we had like a big like full household like it was just us yeah yeah. but that's where everybody came to hang out and flop for days at a time and I loved
1: that I know I love. I love to entertain. I love to have people over. I mean, plus the controlling part of you, then you knew where I was. True. (laughs) And I fed you. You did. You
0: always (laughs) kept us well fed. Yes, that's true. And we always had MTV, so. Okay. There enough. We got by. And, and an air go-
1: conditioner.
0: And always, <laughs> yes. I'm thankful that you're someone who, like, we have similar temperatures. Yeah.
1: I deserve air. I have always said, <laughs> I work too hard not to have not air. To be fucking hot. Mm-mm, I don't want to be hot. No,
0: I know. But that has to be difficult when people live in houses with people who don't match their, like, body temperatures, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know that we, well...
1: I think we, we adjust, we compromise. <laughs> you know the, what I mean? We the, had to on the thing. On like, the temperature. <laughs> yeah, at night I would get cold. So yeah. I would turn the heat down, like turn it down for you. So it was cool. And I would just use a, a, a small heater in my room. There you go. I just needed to fall asleep. Compromise. It's yeah. all about the compromise. I've been learning. <laughs> there's, there's absolutely nothing you can't compromise on. And, and I do that at work too. I'm just learning that. Compromise. It never has to be a hard no.
0: Yeah compromise is tough and that's another thing I feel like you know going back to parenting and like I don't there wasn't I was in a situation where my brother and I were so different and it's crazy when I think back and like apply it to my personality now because I don't consider myself a pushover however I can be easily persuaded and I can be easily manipulated in a sense like you, do you know what I'm saying? I do. And as a child, my brother was always just like so erratic and so... He was just a wild card, just a free-ass spirit that it was easier for you to give in to his whims and kind of suppress me. Right?
1: Yeah. not a, It wasn't easy to give in to him. Oh, yeah. It was easier to the aftermath. It was easier <laughs> to deal with your upset. You being upset yeah. by something you're not getting this or that. And, and and it's a shame that it worked out that way than it was for him because, you know, we did call him the Tasmanian devil. <laughs> he had a lot of energy. He did. And it he, just Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, and, and that wasn't right. And I didn't even know the rules. I made them up as I went along I, every day. I can't imagine. I made them up as I went along. And they changed. <laughs> right, but but I have to tell you, in my career, yeah. consistency and process and just doing all of that consistency is something that I put in place, Where I, nothing where I'm making it up as I'm going along. Isn't that so funny? Yeah, it's it's crazy. But... It's hard to adapt to that. It's hard to, it's hard to parent. <laughs> like, it's you
0: know, not, I, yeah. No day is the same. No, I, it's crazy to me. I have such a unique experience because I'm not a mother, but a lot of the people close to me became mothers, you know, when I w- was very young. And then also I became a nanny. And I don't know what other people's experiences as far as a nanny is, but I wasn't a babysitter. I didn't order pizza and you know, sit down with them and watch a movie. Like we had a full routine and their parents have very full careers and it was very important to them to have both. Mm-hmm. And and I was the I was the crutch to help them get there. So I have so much Parenting experience in a sense. And yes, I get it. I get that you, there isn't a comparison of doing it around the clock every single day. But at the same time, there's so many things that I'm like ahead of the game on.
1: Absolutely.
0: But it also put me in a place to um, reevaluate so many things I went through as a child and see them from your perspective. And I think that was a huge turning point in our relationship as well.
1: Yeah. But you gained so much from being a nanny. Oh, my God. Because with the two families that you were with for so long, those marriages were strong. They yeah. co-parented. They communicated. And I think that that also helped you.
0: And very active fathers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean active Cause I don't want to, I can't give the impression that my dad, me and my brother's dad, was um, inactive. Do you know what I mean? Or lazy. Right, right, right. right. right, right. Um, because he was present a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just a complicated story. But these are, I'm saying active in the sense like leaving work so that they can make it to practice and coming to all of the school activities and making it to all of the meetings and all of the doctor's appointments. Like when I was a kid, that wasn't a part of the man's
1: role and also you know how you show up yeah you know you did have someone show up for you but it wasn't always, it wasn't always quality it, yeah
0: yeah and that
1: i'm sure that was tough
0: yeah it had its moments yeah, I'm sure you know what was it tough. it honestly reminds me of and this is something that's going on right now, and people know I love reality TV and I love celebrities, but the Kanye West and Kim Kardashian thing. So I've kind of been keeping you in on in on it a little, um, but I love Kanye West as an artist musically. I think he's brilliant. I really enjoy him, but I've been so triggered by some of the shit that he's been doing to Kim online, and it's even more triggering to see people cheer him on and I think I told you yesterday one of his texts so he had shared Kanye West shared a text between him and Kim Kardashian and it was she she's asking him like why can't you keep our conversations private and his response to her is basically like you're my favorite person in the world why wouldn't I want everyone to know that I talk to you I'm your number one fan, and like I can see it on your face. And like I when I told you about it, I knew the way you'd feel. Like that, as crazy as it might sound to someone who's like, oh, what a sweet thing to say, mm-hmm. or like he's so funny, like he's so sassy. Like to me, it made my stomach turn. Because like the manipulation, the love bombing, the like ah uh, I lived it. it. I lived yeah. that I lived that. Yeah. And, like how much harder. Let's get into that. How much harder. Well, I guess you don't have anything to compare it to, but parenting, you know, with someone who's not
1: (laughs) well having it's easier to a husband in the home. It's easier to single parent than it is to be in a two parent household where it's just pure chaos. Yeah. And we were both alphas.
0: Yeah, I would imagine they have that going on. I'm not implying that Kanye's not parenting. I don't know what their oh, life situation yeah, is. None of I'm my just conversations saying, for, for, about Kanye, yeah, yeah, our personal. Life. But I would imagine, you know, again, two alphas, like, and you guys were too, like, how do you find balance when you're always in a power struggle?
1: I, I needed to. I needed to. I could not bow down. The moment, you know, I I bowed down, I mean, the manipulation is worse. And yeah. It's easy, you know, and. I still had to remember I had two kids.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Their safety. I didn't even, I couldn't just pack up and roll out. Yeah. You know, I mean, I could, but that's not what I wanted. Yeah. But I didn't even want to leave. You know, I I really loved this guy. Right. You know, but you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. I mean, it's tough because
0: like we did pack up and leave.
1: A million times. A lot. Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. 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 A million times it's so it's such a strange thing to think about now but I was like the Kim and Kanye stuff's been triggering even the picture there was a picture of him at his daughter's birthday party and he's like swinging her around and I'm like everyone thinks it's cool to have the crazy dad until like you have the crazy dad and like everyone thinks it's funny to have the crazy husband until he's your fucking husband yeah I mean Mm -hmm. like and I think that was such a hard thing in our relationship too, because you experienced all of those things with a man that you were in an intimate relationship with. So you have those bad memories and they're in one side of your life. But when I experienced them, I experienced them as a small child who was supposed to be protected. So I was being exposed to them. And I think that was such a huge turning point in our relationship. And my brother was present for that as well. But when I said to you, you know, we were kids... So your memories, you're an adult. Our memories were just children. Like, we didn't have any other concept of anything else. Correct. To what you're showing to us. And and I remember saying to you, and I, I even feel sad about it now, but I remember saying to you, like, so it was your fault. Like it's not your fault that daddy was sick and it's not your fault that all of these bad things happened and you know, life is what it is, but it's your fault that you kept us there. And I feel like that was such a turning point for us. Like you really, even I think, I don't even think my brother had processed that right. before I said it out loud. I don't even know that I had, you know, right. but I, you really took it in. And I think that changed everything for us. And I think that's such an important concept, you know, for anyone in there who is an adult, who's having a hard time communicating with their parents or establishing a good relationship, um, because of things that happened in your past, maybe that's a concept to present or vice versa. If you're a parent struggling with your adult child, whatever the case may be, Yeah, you know, like really think about, um, where that person was,
1: when they experience the thing and you can't compare you can't no and that that definitely was a turning point for me to see it in a completely different concept you know and have to accept the fact that here in part of me was just trying to protect you where all I was doing was just putting you back in. Yeah. To this, it was just a complete cycle over and over. Well, you were trying over. to
0: protect me from being in a broken home. Yeah. You know, and like yeah. to be the kid with the divorced parents and shit like that. To and be I, the one separating Christmases. I get all that. And you know? I didn't
1: always know. You know, it wasn't always easy financially. You know. Yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah, it isn't. Yeah, you know, to 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 just go on and you know, when you invested so much time and money and where you're at. You know what I mean? But you can't I couldn't put him out. He wouldn't have He wouldn't have left. No. He wouldn't <laughs> have left. None of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I that's the other thing when it comes back to like the Kim and Kanye thing, I think of all the women like like you can laugh at their situation because Kim has so many resources and she has security and she has money and she has an out. Do you know what I mean? But think of all of the people who I don't, don't. Yeah. and they get stuck in these situations with people who, you know, do behave manically. And even if they're not violent, even if they're not aggressive, like it's not fair. And this was this is such a mind-blowing thing when I learned this, like it's not fair to have to deal with a manic person. It's not. Do you know what I mean? Like yes, I do. For most of the time, people should be pretty predictable, pretty they should be consistent. Mm-hmm. In their actions, it's not fair
1: to ride that roller coaster,
0: or to send somebody on a roller coaster yeah. to be unstable, to yeah. to to fuck with them. That's essentially just it's it's all like m- emotional manipulation, whether you're doing it intentionally or not.
1: But that is where we have to learn to set our boundaries. I know it's so we hard. We have to learn to say, you know what? How much more of this will I take? Yeah. You know, and those. Back to the mother daughter, we there there's tools you know, and I've learned just just from watching it, seeing how you know each mother daughter communicated and so and, different. And I can look at them and I'm looking and I'm like that mom is not giving in, she's not she's not ready. Like there's something wrong, you know. There's 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 a few of them where it's like, yikes. Yeah, and I'm so glad that we're nowhere near that you know what i mean not anymore, and we never yeah. went to therapy for no. it no i mean i'm i'm doing therapy on my own and now. i've done therapy on my mm-hmm. own yeah i mean ours was just sitting talking like we're doing now and it wasn't
0: always easy i mean we've gone the fuck at
1: it mm-hmm. big time we're a lot alike
0: we're a lot alike mm-hmm. and i remember i don't remember if i've mentioned this on the podcast already or not but i remember you saying to me like that, that was hard like seeing me mirror. A, Shit back to you, and you're like, oh, What the fuck? Like,
1: mm-hmm. I got I that,
0: that on. Mm-hmm. Like, what the hell? Yeah. yeah. So then you have to double address those things, right? Now you have to address this person who you have to have a relationship with and be like, Yo, you can't act that way. And then you also have to be like, But I know that I.
1: Act that way, right? (laughs) And I need to stop. I need to stop too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what kind of a role model am I?
0: Oh my god! You're just constantly like, we're just constantly like peeling back layers. You know, it's so crazy.
1: And again, my job had taught me, you know, a little bit more patience. Yeah. A little bit more. Mine too. Standing, you know, standing (laughs) back and just looking at the situation rather than reacting when there's a story that leads up to that moment. You know, and sometimes you know that uh what's that that you just react yeah your impulse and, control yeah and, and that's uh yeah, my impulse has gotten me into some trouble already. i
0: think we talked just.
1: about not yeah, at work i've never, never had an issue at work no never relationship like a friendships and relationships <laughs> shit me. like that
0: no i get yeah. that completely yeah i mean i have so many times where i have instantly reacted where i'm like screaming or like saying mean shit because I know I have that in me. Do you know what I mean? I don't love it, but I know I've done it and it's something I've had to work on, especially like especially between us because you can't live with someone and constantly be at their throat, like People do that. Saying mean shit. People do that. Well, I mean, we did it in romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. So, but I don't want to do it with my mom. Absolutely I don't yeah. want to do it with anybody. But mm. I mean, it's it's such a hard process. And then I think to myself like I don't know like now that I've seen the kids I nanny like start to grow up and you know they're heading into their teens and stuff it's it's I don't know it's such a crazy th- I can't imagine what you feel and think do you know what I mean like looking at your children it, now that they're adults and the things that they do and the decisions that they make like
1: it just has to be so impossible to manage <laughs> like it is considering that i am such a hoverer <laughs> you know and i definitely i've learned i've learned how to give space i've definitely learned how to not cross boundaries um i've learned not to um react you know yeah. on an impulse yeah um
0: yeah you used to be very controlling. Mm-hmm. And I mean now that I've been through more and I'm more experienced, I understand that it was just coming from a place of fear. Yeah. Um unfortunately, life kind of forced you to learn how to let go. Um I don't know if you'd agree with that. I do. But I feel like, you know, in experiences you've had with my brother, which we'll go into, I'm sure eventually, um you kind of had to learn to just drop the reins but that was a different process for you and him versus you and I right because there was so many points in our lives where we were codependent you know and we could really easily just shut the rest of the world out and just only lean on each other exactly
1: yeah and I think that was also a safety net
0: yeah absolutely (laughs) yeah you don't have to deal with other people's bullshit Mm -hmm. because and I know you
1: at your worst Mm -hmm. And and that's okay. Your worst is okay for me. So you know, and yeah. vice versa. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want it. No, but no, no, we no. don't we don't bring that out on each other no. anymore. And that's what it was. We 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 knew how to trigger each other. Absolutely. Walk by a room and pss, 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 <laughs> like
0: like like
1: roommates. You know what I mean? Or,
0: yeah, or just like fuck with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just certain things. Even if you're doing them like subconsciously, but I mean, that's an all. Relationships, I'd imagine.
1: I think one of the things that I really needed to work on was that my house needed to be lived in. But I was in this mode of when I would just have to have everything in its place. So you're would...
0: saying when we were kids?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and even up to teenage years.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, you've worked through that a lot. And I mean, yeah, because like there's younger kids in our family that you handled differently.
1: Oh, absolutely. You, you handle
0: our space differently than you handled it when my brother and I were kids. Yes. But I, I just wanted to, yeah, so like you're saying, when we were kids.
1: But if you spilled something, I'm sure uh, my reaction was it was the, the worst possible thing in the world that could have <laughs> happened. And now look at the time you're taking up of my day that I have to clean up this mess.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what I mean?
1: I could only imagine because I was always on the go. I, right. always, I was always trying to get everything done. Do you know what I mean? Um, but now, I know how to chill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 I do. I know how to relax. Well, that could be the, re- the effect, sir. Mm, yeah, that's true.
0: That does help, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you... Uh, so, like, what do you think that was, though, when we were kids? Like, what do you think that compulsive can, like need was to, like keep things in order and not like, do you think you just
1: didn't know any better? No, I think that was probably a control mechanism for me because everything else in my life was so out of control. makes total sense. You you know what I mean? So if I focused on, on, on my home, you know what I mean? And then I just, you know, I, I, I rode, I rode the rest of the way with, with you two, you know, with what we went through with your father and then unfortunately I guess all of my emotions and everything just trickled down on you guys like it was like him to me him to you guys and then me to you guys and then your brother at me (laughs) yeah and me at you
0: I'm sure plenty of times definitely when I was a teenager like my like late teens early 20s those were our dark years for sure
1: yeah, but I don't think it was anything so bad that I mean we weren't able to get through.
0: I mean, it's so crazy to me to think about now because when I was in my late teens, like you were in your thirties. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. I'm like close to my age. Uh huh. And with and I had two of you t- with teenagers. Do you know? Do you know my son? I do. Do you know my son? And I bet some people listen "I know your son. Do so. you know my son? Girl? I know. I know your son. Mm-hmm. I might know him better than you know him. I'm sure you
1: do. <laughs> and I was always working an off shift, you know? You did, So, yeah. like, really, you know. And it, with an it, unreliable partner. With Yeah, and I was tired, you know. I'm working 7P to 7A and coming home and driving kids to school. And every day that kid called, oh, I need to get picked up
0: yeah something was going on at school every
1: day every day it was a (laughs) headache
0: every day it was a boo-boo every day it was oh my god I wonder how many parents go through that I would love to hear how many parents have a kid who's like constantly either constantly getting called because they're in trouble Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they're which we know now looking back he was very bored you know what i mean and his needs weren't being met but at the time he was getting in trouble but also i want to know about the kids who are in the nurse's office every day like trying to get the fuck out and he was both both i mean i remember in third grade i was always at the nurse's office but it was legit and i remember that the fucking nurse called me a hypochondriac and i didn't know what it meant but I went home and I looked it up in the dictionary and then I presented it to you and daddy. Like I was like, I'm upset because I know that I'm really sick. And the nurse called me a hypochondriac. And I know that it means she's saying that I am making this up. <laughs>
1: like, so, um, <laughs> I had words with her. Yeah,
0: but that's exact. That's who I was that's as a right. child. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go do my she research. Picked the wrong
1: kid. <laughs> she picked the wrong kid. <laughs>
0: The other kids
1: didn't know how to spell it.
0: (laughs) I can still picture Daddy's face, like, when I said it to him. Like, the pride of, like, she really went... Like, she did all of her homework. Mm -hmm. Like, before she... She she researched everything before... Mm
1: -hmm. And (laughs) then, yeah, tough guy. He made me handle it all the time. He
0: always made you handle shit like that. Mm -hmm. Like, Like, when you were always getting called to go deal with my brother. Yes. Oh, my God. Can you please while we're on this please tell the people what took place at our daycare oh no like you want to hear daycare heart now i don't even want to scare people away from daycare because daycare's come a long fucking way since we were kids because it's crazy to me that there's a point in time where teachers were allowed to put their hands on children yeah do you know what i mean which wasn't the 90s like in the 90s only parents were beating their own children for the most part but like please this this daycare story
1: So there were just a couple of, uh, different incidents that were ridiculous. Um, my son was always coming home injured, you know, and he, they said, oh, well, he climbed on a table and then he fell off and you're like, okay, but I'm paying you $800 a week. Crazy. (laughs) How's he getting on a table? Right. You know, and he's just a little toddler, you know, and then he climbed, Remember, he climbed an eight foot fence. He did. It he got, got out of the he got out of the fucking daycare yard mm-hmm, before anyone even noticed. Yeah, And
0: I was he wasn't in school yet. Right. No, he was only at the daycare. Yeah. yeah so I, if I'm in first grade, he's like three, four. Mm-hmm. He's little.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. Go and ahead. then something else happened with someone. So, of course, I'm here and, and I'm somebody for doctors. hit him with a truck. Yes. Yeah, someone. Yeah. And I think that that's what brought like me one in. of those old school Tonka trucks. Uh, or something. Yes, I do believe that happened. But I worked for for pediatricians. Yeah. So they were like putting, you know, making sure that I understood that this daycare facility had a responsibility to the safety of my child. Right. You know, so him climb being able to get over an 8-foot fence at 3 years old that could have taken a good amount of time. So yeah, why was he outside? And for locals,
0: this daycare is on Home Avenue. So right, right, it wouldn't take this kid much.
1: And then there was an incident where something that happened, he wasn't listening or he said no. And their idea of a timeout was locking him in a bathroom at three years old. You know, there's a, a, a full toilet, there's a he you know,
0: he's... he's The Tasmanian
1: he, devil. Yeah, and I remember <laughs> when I went to pick... No, his father picked Daddy him up. Daddy came and got us. and Because yeah. I went
0: there after school. Mm-hmm. They picked me up from school. Mm-hmm. This is so much like... I'm such an anxious person. And so much of it really goes back to the way that my brother was treated. Not even his behavior. The way my brother was treated when he was a child brings up so much anxiety for me. Because it was so difficult. Like, mm-hmm. imagine being so my brother's raging in this bathroom they have him locked in and I'm six years old or whatever and I can hear it going on and like they tell me like oh your brother's in timeout we locked him in the bathroom like but then his
1: father walks in yeah and he hears it yeah and then he does what he he picks Paul up (laughs) and says I'm going to call my wife. (laughs) And he calls his wife. The
0: most aggressive person I've ever met in my life, too, Daddy. But except when it comes to stuff like this. But I think that that
1: was probably a really smart. It was smart. All, you know, him making sure that I took care of the things that could have truly exploded. Yeah, that's true. Because it could have ended up where he ends up in jail.
0: Yeah, which shows that he has control. Just yeah, throwing he, that out yeah, there.
1: He does, you know. But I did have to handle that. Yeah. You know, and when I went in and, and, and the owner tried to make me feel bad by me saying. Because 'cause didn't he like rip their sink off the wall or something crazy? He definitely loosened it because there was water leaking. But He's they a strong should not kid. they should no matter what, they should have never lock a child in any room. No. You know what I mean? I didn't even lock him in a room. No. Gosh. <laughs> Are you sad he didn't think of it? No. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. No, because I know how much damage. Yeah. I mean, I know a child who already has, you know, temperament problems, you know what I mean? And he had aggression. Yeah. You know, he was completely misunderstood, but he didn't deserve to be locked in a closet. No one, a bathroom, but yet no one. Yes, a bathroom, yes. No one deserves that. Right. So my conversation with her was, you know, I just, I did not understand So it was like a college student, like she was an intern Mm -hmm. and, you know, I was having a face-to-face. Yeah, I feel like daycare
0: used to be like a stepping stone. Like Mm -hmm. you worked at daycare while you were in school to be a teacher Mm -hmm. and yeah.
1: So I'm having a conversation with her and I'm trying to understand why she felt or anyone in that room as an adult felt that that was the right thing to do. And they're not hearing me. They're not getting it. You know, they're saying that, well, he wouldn't listen. He wouldn't do this. Why didn't we get a phone call? Do you know what I mean? Like, why didn't someone call me and say, hey, lady? You know, <laughs> Maria, can shit. you hear this noise? We yeah. had to put him in the bathroom because he was... But we didn't get that. And I also don't even know how long he was in the bathroom. Yeah. So the the owner gave me a hard time telling me that I made the girl cry. And I said, good. <laughs> I think maybe she should consider a new career path. Right. You know what I mean? And then the owner said something, you know, about Paul. And I just returned with, how do we want to handle this? Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was basically, I will, I'll, I'll file charges. And she backed off. But we didn't, we didn't stay there anymore. No,
0: that. I was going to say that was we the last. it. The last of it.
1: Oh, I think, I think I, uh, I walked away and didn't pay that month's. I think that's what it's about. And that's what she said. You I said, I'm not paying anything. Well, daycare costs a fortune. I'm not, so. I didn't pay it. And I think that was it about. And I said, you know what? Maybe, maybe you're owed it, but I'll file charges. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: That had to be so hard to be in your 20s. I mean, it, it's probably sad now, like looking back, knowing how much more you know. But it had to be so hard to be in your 20s and have a child that was so misunderstood. And not have the resources. Like they weren't having the conversations in the 90s that they're having now about mental health or about um even ADHD is approached very differently. You know what I mean? And um different coping mechanisms. Back then it was just medicate
1: your kid or don't. And it was definitely he was definitely misunderstood because Paul oops was not always disruptive no. chaotic. So you know, I don't think any adult was looking at this as a mental health issue, right? Because there was he had so many different sides. He was so kind and the generous sweetest. and giving, yeah, and sweet and really loving, fun, yeah, all of so that, so creative, charming, yeah, everything. And then, and then he wasn't, yeah. You know, so we didn't see that. Yeah, it looked more behavioral. And yeah. it was approached as behavioral, you know. And he, yeah, it was rough.
0: <laughs> it was really rough. And like I said, it's sad knowing as much as we know now. But there was also so much um, trauma and like abuse yeah. going on at home. And I, I mean, he think... apologized
1: to me. I didn't mean to interrupt. He apologized no. to me. And then I'm, you know, and I'm glad that at a moment I, I got to apologize to him and you. Yeah you know
0: i think that's so huge i hope that parents take the time to apologize to their kids when they fuck up i think i mean you guys did not do that when no, we were children do no, you know what no. i mean like if you yelled at us if whatever the case may be you didn't explain to us why that happened or if it was okay or not okay and you know that's something i learned while i was nannying um
1: because- i was that's how you spoke to the children you explained it to them
0: not always though do you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. in the beginning I when I started nannying I was 22 years old and the only tools I had outside of you know stuff I've studied in school was what I knew from you and then I had to mesh that with (laughs) and then I had to mesh that with the expectations of the parents you know but as I got to know the children and as I got to know myself Uh, we kind of guided each other. And there's plenty of times where I've lost my shit on the kids. Like I have, and I'm sure they remember that. Or even when I was in, like I was in a really shitty relationship and I would bring that to work with me, unfortunately, you know, and the kids would have to ride those waves with me. But then as I became more aware, I'm like, this is so unfair to them. And I would start to explain things to them. Or if I was having an emotional day, I would just be like, listen, guys, like I am – I'm feeling really anxious, and I might be a little snappy, and I might be a little controlling today. And I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be like. Please bear with me. I'm having a rough time, and I would see the differences like that went so far. Yeah. You know, but even practicing that in my romantic relationships, or even with you, like, like listen, not, don't take anything I'm about to say personal because I'm just having a fucking day. You know.
1: Yeah, and, that's and how
0: communicating we that. Now.
1: Yeah. yeah. But I, I remember, you know, when it really hit me when you got into, you know, a tumultuous, I, I can't even say the word. Tumultuous. You, thank you. Um, <laughs> relationship. Yeah. You know, when I had to stand down. Yeah, it that's was hard. was so hard. Yeah. I didn't always, I mean, I, I intervened once or twice, but I felt it was, and, and you didn't you didn't have a problem with it you know what i mean
0: but i do i didn't have a problem with it but i i want to express and i think i've expressed before it it's so fucking annoying mm-hmm. like I, I mean you know that now because we've talked about it but mm-hmm. it's so fucking annoying to be a an adult who was abused badly as a child and then told by people if anyone ever treats you badly if everyone puts their hands on you if anyone ever yells at you like i'm gonna fucking take care of it and i'm like get the fuck out of my face because you didn't take care of it when my dad was doing it do you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. you didn't take care of it when my uncle's fucking doing it right and obviously i don't don't mean that directly at you but in the time like it was so annoying right so i feel for people who experience that like because like That's the reason I was in an abusive relationship. Right. Because I already had all these people in my life that did this to me. So I normalized it and it was my regular and, like, I had to learn and unlearn so many things. Right. But, like, yeah, of course, I so appreciate it because I know how much you love me and how difficult it must have been to see me be so depleted. Because I was, it was, it was bad.
1: Knowing that it was you watching me, you know, that,
0: that helped me try to rationalize his
1: behaviors exactly yeah exactly
0: i mean he was an addict and i would already so i'm like well so is my dad like right Mm -hmm. people make mistakes like there's so many different ways you try to twist it and turn it
1: and my father was an alcoholic and your father was
0: an addict yeah i mean like it's it's literally a cycle (laughs) yeah until you say that
1: it's not anymore right you have to decide yeah and i'm glad that you decided me (laughs) yeah you decided you know what we're we're this is going to stop you know what i mean and then it was just about educating. Yeah. You know, just having those tough conversations.
0: It's it is really hard and it's interesting how you get there because you know, had I not gotten into an abusive relationship, there's so many things I wouldn't have came around to. Correct. So it's weird, you know, like part of me, actually like I said before, I don't really think about it unless there's conscious thought and conversation, but part of me at the time like i was like why is this happening to me like why did i choose this and now with everything that i've learned and everything that we've built out of it i'm like well
1: ain't life funny girl i wonder the same thing (laughs) (laughs) man why did i even walk in that place that night yeah right you know what i mean oh my gosh jeez but here we are (laughs) 30 years later
0: yeah, we did okay. We managed.
1: 31 years later.
0: 31. Oh, you mean since you met Daddy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, well, that, no, no. It's more than 31 years that I met him. Because your brother's 31. He'll be 31. He's
0: going to be 31 soon. Uh-huh. Holy shit. That's so crazy. Like, I don't feel old. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't feel... Like, I'm 33, whatever. I don't feel... But... The older my brother gets, that makes me feel old. Like my own age doesn't phase me. Right. But when my brother gets older. You know what else I think? I was laughing about this the other day. So I find it super weird when girls, women my age, I'm 33, women my age like lust after men in their 20s. Like famous men, like even Justin Bieber. Like yeah, he's cute, but he's he's too young, like mm-hmm. But I think for me, because my bar is where my brother is. Right. Do you know what I mean? So my brother's two and a half, almost three years younger than me. So that's like where my cutoff is. So there. like whenever I hear a woman my age like talk about someone who's younger than like thirty, I'm like, ew. Right. <laughs> but it's actually not ew.
1: <laughs> but imagine, like I know women who
0: date young young guys. You mean like women your age? That's mm-hmm. young. Like what's young young?
1: Young young's like thirty.
0: Okay. That's young young. So, like, a 20-year or so age difference. Yeah. You don't think you'd uh, date 20 no. years down? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because, I mean, what could you possibly have romantically in common with someone your son's age?
1: Uh, I wouldn't.
0: <laughs> yeah, the um dating age differences always kind of fascinate me. And, obviously, I get to see a lot of them in all my trashy reality <laughs> TV shows. So, but for me, definitely not... Too much younger or older. <laughs> I,
1: I agree.
0: Yeah, I think i have like a 12 year older cut off. I don't know, even 12 seems like a lot when I think about it. Nah, I guess it would depend on the person. I don't know.
1: I don't know. If 12 years for me. Like 12 years older? Yeah, I don't know
0: about that. Well, that would put someone like in their mid 60s.
1: See, it's it's tough. You got it. Like yes. it really depends. It really depends on on the man. On really the person de- and yeah, the connection. And de- I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I guess you can
0: really never say. Never, I True. guess. I True. don't know.
1: <laughs> you never know what's going well, to... I'm gonna... so social out there, though. You know, I can't oh, believe I've yeah. men
0: every five oh, minutes. Oh, you and me both. <laughs> I went out Saturday, and I was, like, exhausted an extra day. Just, like, the social aspect of it. Yeah. And because I had beers.
1: Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> like, Th- that's a lot. It is. Uh, yeah. I so know. that makes dating difficult with the, you know... Not socializing as much, not going out to
0: bars. I don't even not going want to socialize bars. or date, exactly. though. I don't want to do any of those things. But um, speaking of dating, so our next episode, we're going to have my friend Gina, Gina Cipriani on. And I'm very excited because Gina's a blast. And I know she's had a lot of crazy dating experiences, but we haven't really sat down and gone into detail And then the other thing I think is interesting about Gina and I is that we seem to, um, choose similar situations, but we were brought up in very different situations. So I really, um, excited to sit down and talk to her and kind of figure out like the insecurities we share and what the, what the deal is, like why
1: we're a hot ass mess. And, and with such different family dynamics.
0: Yeah. And I also know her parents.
1: Exactly. I used to
0: work with her mom. Yeah. So... I'm pumped so much. It's going to be really really fun. And it'll be I'm sure we'll drive into deep shit, but I think it'll be lighthearted and really comical okay. cuz today we did have a couple like serious paths we wandered down, I guess.
1: Yeah.
0: Um but that was the idea. Sometimes it's going to be a little heavier because we're just trying to navigate through fucking life yeah
1: and, it, and you know what sometimes you talk about it and you just feel better you feel a little lighter when you're talking about it with someone who is going to keep it light yeah when you can choose that friend who wants to just add back in that's not what i need yeah i need to release oh you it. mean
0: like in a, in a negative way yeah
1: i just need to release uh, that's so, that's so why big this works yeah. for me
0: yeah that's a big part of communication and um definitely like We were supposed to have an episode on this, on What's Up Ladies. We'll see. Uh, I'll talk to Donnie about that. But love languages and learning the love languages of the people around you and even your children. And so that you can communicate with people. Do you know what I mean? So that you can communicate effectively in a way that they will understand and in a way that makes life a little bit easier. Because who wants to, who needs the, the extra stress?
1: Yeah, just uncertainty. You know Life's I mean? stressful enough. It, it
0: is. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, thanks for being here with us. And we want to remind you that if you are really interested in um, the mother-daughter dynamic, if you have a rocky one yourself, if you're trying to learn different communication styles, you're trying to learn different coping mechanisms, um, the show like Mother Like Daughters on Discovery Plus. It's a really easy watch. It's a short series. And there's not a lot of, um, like, high-strong drama. It's not that kind of reality show where you'll be like, ugh, they're it fighting. Gets deep. It gets really deep. Definitely, um, you know, trigger warning for sexual abuse, domestic violence, physical abuse, different things like that. Um, but it's just a really cool show.
1: Right. And although it is, there could be trigger warnings, the benefit of having those female therapist there on site you know coming back in you know and evaluating things and talking and asking those questions it really makes you think it does really makes you think and it also makes you think about how someone else is feeling
0: yeah I mean and there's no relationship comparable to like the mother-daughter relationship and like we've said and it'll be the theme like it's really really hard to make that transition into adulthood and you know become friends while also maintaining that
1: I don't even know <laughs> everyone every mother daughter should have it though you, you know yeah I mean I definitely had a friendship with my mom but not without toxicity yeah I think that's but that's what I'm learning yeah and I'm that's to work through.
0: what I want for so many people do you know what I mean like I want um that's why I want to share the different things that I've learned and that we've learned because I think they're helpful and I want everyone to have smooth relationships. I want everyone to, you know, be able to pass things on to their children that maybe they didn't have. And, you know, it's just a constant process of just learning. And I feel like, like you said, talking shit out loud just gets you there.
1: Everybody has a story. And I'm so
0: excited to share ours and hear others. That's why I'm so excited to have guests and I'm really excited about this podcast. So much. <laughs> we are we're working on it. You know, sometimes it's hard to get going. Sometimes it's it's tricky.
1: It's, it is tricky because we live together as well. We
0: already talk so much. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's it, that's what's interesting. That's why the icebreakers were so fun to like find out things that we might not no, I mean there's right. so much that I don't fucking know about you. Oh, absolutely, and vice versa. I'm like a ball. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you're as mysterious as you think you are,
1: girl. You don't even know what's in my diary. <laughs>
0: you, you'll probably need me to get it open. You probably don't remember the fucking <laughs> password to it. So, <laughs> not worried at all. Touche. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. not worried at all but <laughs> thanks for listening guys and we'll be talking to you soon we'll be back next
1: thursday and gina will be here thank you very thank you. much